Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope your day is filled with the joy of the Lord. I'm thankful that I've got my voice back. I've had a little bit of uh, kind of laryngitis, bronchitis, actually, for a few days. I guess it's going around, and so I had to kind of rely on some help to to keep radio going, but I'm certainly better now, and I'm glad that things are going well. And I want to uh, dive into the Old Testament a little bit the next few days. And so today I want to dive into the book of Judges, but would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for every listener. Thank you for their life. Thank you for who they are. Thank you for their desire to listen to Christian radio. And God, I pray each one of them would grow each and every day in their walk with you. Lord, lead them. Guide them. Open up great doors for them. May the power of God be near to them. Oh, God, give us strength in our weaknesses. Give us power to overcome those things that are before us. Help us to be a living witness wherever we go, that the people of the world would see Jesus in us. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to share today. I pray that you would touch the lives of everyone listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the book of Judges, it's a great book. You know, it's uh, it's like a lot of the books in the Old Testament. One, it talks a bunch about the Israelites struggling to be obedient to God. You know, kind of sounds a little bit like today, doesn't it? People trying to be obedient to God. It is something that is a daily uh, struggle with many people. And it was written between 1050 B.C. and 1000 B.C. No one knows for sure who the author was. But we find more about the sin of God's people as we read. In fact, Judges chapter 4, verse 1 says, Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, now that Ehud was dead. Again, it says, the Israelites did it. They continually struggled with sin. Folks, that's exactly what happens today in this world. We continually struggle with sin is because we don't turn it over to God. We want to try things on our own. We want to do things our way. And God is saying it is time to let me lead you. Let me guide you. Ehud was sent to the deliverer of Israel, now deliverer of Israel, and now he was gone. So now Israel needed someone else to bring them back. I can tell you one thing from reading those Old Testament books. God takes sin seriously. And not just then, but he takes sin seriously today. That's something people don't even want to talk about. We want to talk about positive gospel, prosperity gospel, things that we don't want to look back that realize and recognize we sin or even look at sin. Well, we must take it seriously like God did. How seriously does he feel? Well, he let his son go to the cross with our sins upon him. Unfortunately, many people in this world continually do not take sin seriously, and they live a ravaged life but think it doesn't matter. I tell you, tell you this, people better think again and look seriously at the Bible as a whole if they think that sin is of no concern. Sin robs us of God's purpose. Can I share that with you again? Sin robs us of God's purpose. Judges chapter 4, verse 2 says, So the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. Sisera, the commander of the army, was based in Harasheth, Hagoyim. He went to say he went on to say he oppressed Israelites for twenty years and they cried for help. Well, what was this all about? It was all about there being consequences of sin. 
My dad always told us growing up, kids, there is consequences of sin. If you sin, you're going to pay the consequences one way or the other, and I can tell you how right he was. When we sin against what God's purpose is for our lives, we're in trouble. He wants us to avoid sin. He knows we would all face it, and we'd all have decisions to make every single day. We have decisions to make every day and all through the ages. And even now, we have choices to make. You live every day. Today, this morning, you're going to make a choice what you're going to do with the rest of your day. You're going to make a choice how you're going to impact someone's life. You're going to make a choice of how near you're going to have God to you. You know, you have that choice to make. We choose to sin or to live above sin. What is your choice? Have you seen over the past several uh, years, you know, we talk about sin and we talk about uh, life, we talk about the Word of God, but sin doesn't go away easily. The enemy, Satan, would love to keep you and I captive day after day, year after year. He will whisper sweet, deceptive words to us. And he will even give us tools to justify sin. I can tell you good people who I thought were living in God's precepts, who were living in sin and justifying it, and they would argue bitterly that it was God's will. God's will is never for us to live in sin and live in the devil's army. Let me tell you this. It's never God's will for us to continue down a path that we know is wrong. There will never be victory in our lives and in the church in the church that you're at, in the church that I'm at, until people get serious about forsaking their sins before God. Some of us tend to wink at sin, and then we wonder why there's a little hunger for God and for His Word. We wonder why it's so hard to get people in church. We wonder why only 14% of churches in America are growing. I wonder why. Because we have allowed sin to creep in. We have allowed to justify it, allowed to say it's okay. You know, it reminds me of the man who sent a check to the government for his back taxes with a note that said, I felt so guilty for cheating on my taxes, I had to send you this check. If I don't feel any better, I'll send you the rest. So now Israel was in trouble again and suffered because of their sins. And they cried out to God, and God in his great mercy gave them another chance. Are you not glad that God in his great mercy gives us another chance? And I'm telling you, folks, if you are wallowing in sin today and you are struggling, you say, Pastor, I love Jesus, but I am struggling. I'm telling you, turn it to him today. Today, say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me that I haven't turned things around. Lord, walk with me. Help me. Give me uh, great discernment in making choices. Well, you know, God had great mercy. He gave him another chance. God selects the prophetess. Yes, a woman to lead Israel. In fact, a woman, yes, you say, yes, exactly, a woman to lead Israel. He had a plan for her. Listen to uh, Judges chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. Now, Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lapidoth, was leading Israel at the time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. Deborah was chosen by God to be the judge of Israel. A prophetess virtually is a woman prophet or a woman who preached to the people and taught them. He used her in a powerful way. In the New Testament, we read about Philip, who had four daughters uh, who were prophetesses, who spoke truth into people and spoke truth to the people of God so they could understand. See, God uses Deborah in a powerful way. God can use whoever he pleases to deliver his message. 
She was a woman with great confidence. She knew she was led by God, and she was willing to be used by God. Deborah was different from many people. She did not care about recognition. How many people in this world want to be recognized? Oh, look at me. Look at my church. Look how big our church is. Look how fast we're growing. Look at all these things. Oh, folks, I pray that God protects all of us and protects me from that, too, that all of us, none of us would never think so highly of ourselves that we can be we cannot be any earthly good to someone. We need to be humble before God. I recognize in my life that it, it's only because the hand of God that we are where we are. I recognize it's only because the hand of God that I am talking to you this morning on the radio and that Beth Schaefer and, and Lee Schaefer gave me an opportunity to be on the radio. It's only because of the power of God that God has opened up doors. Have I been a perfect man? Absolutely not. Have I made mistakes? Oh, I would change just so many things in my life if I could. But I know this. I love my God. My God loves me. My God knows my heart. And he just wants us to realize how much he can change our lives and help us. She was so well thought of, and her leaders knew she was led by God, that Barak did not want to take the enemy on without her presence. And then we see this. Listen, in fact, Judges chapter 4, verses 6 through 10. It says that she sent Barak, son of Abinom, from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go take with you 10,000 men of Naphtali and Zebulun, and lead them up to Mount Tabor. I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops to Kishon River, and give him into your hands. Barak said to her, If you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Certainly I will go with you, Deborah said. But because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours, for the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak in Kadesh. There Barak summoned Zebulun and Naphtali, and 10,000 men went up under his command. Deborah also went up with him. Well, he told Barak that uh, she told Barak that he would not, she, well, she would not get credit for, he would not get credit for the victory because she was there. He gave him warning. She wasn't interested in taking the credit, but knew how it would be perceived. She was a very wise woman. That's why she was a phenomenal leader. See, we need people like that today that are not worried about getting the credit for something, but just want to honor God and serve God. I have so many people in the church that I pastor that give money from time to time to distribute to some needs, but they make it clear to me, I don't want, to, I don't want anybody to know that I've given this to you. It's very, they make it very anonymous. Again, victory came because the obedience to God and standing on his promises. A lesson should well understand by the teaching of God's word through the entire Bible. Then we find them singing praises to God. In fact, I'm going to start with that tomorrow because I, I think it's a, it kind of heads into a new part of this second half of this message. But I think it's important to realize, you know, people, God wants to use us, but he wants us to be humble before him. Recognize we're not greater than somebody else. Oh, I have people that are around me that want me to know how spiritually deep they are, how incredible Christians they are, how they just don't sin, literally. And I want to say, are you kidding me? The Word of God says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now, hopefully you're not living in sin, but don't put yourself in such a pedestal that you're not going to be you're going to be uh, susceptible to the enemy getting in. We've got to stand our ground, defend God, but realize he's there for us. He will see us through the tough times. Hey, Lord bless you. Have a great day.
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.